0: welcome to the manager track the leadership podcast where we help ambitious managers across the ranks become confident and competent leaders people love to work for I'm your host Ramona Shaw welcome my friends to this episode of the manager track podcast I kind of wished you would see me recording this right now because I just recorded a series of videos in my office looks like a complete mess. My table is in the middle of the office, books are all around me, cameras and lights are up uh, because I had to reorganize things to create a calm and neat background <laughs> for these videos. So I kind of wish you would see in which chaos I'm sitting in to record this. But nevertheless, I am committed as usual to deliver you some inspiration and insights that will help you in your role and as a leader. Specifically today we're going to talk about how to deal with mistakes and obstacles and challenges that come your way as a leader in times when you might feel like you failed or that you are failing as a leader. Because here is the key, it's not the failures that define us, it is how we respond to them and so by the end of this episode, you will know how to better respond to failures and mistakes and obstacles that come your way, which, by the way, are inevitable, especially as a leader, because now your work is way more visible. You have to stand up and uh, take responsibility for things you weren't involved in, for things that your team did, but it's your name that's on the line. And so dealing with challenges and obstacles is just part of the journey it's kind of part of the job description but there are ways of what I call failing backwards and then there are ways to fail forward which is the approach that we're going to talk about in this episode. Before we dive in though, I was doing some research ahead of time to look at successful, famous people who have failed earlier on in their career. And I want to mention a few here because if you're currently in a situation where you have some doubt about something that happened in the past or you feel a sense of shame or guilt about uh, maybe a mistake or something that you consider to be a failure in your past then I hope that this episode particularly will give you some inspiration and also boost your confidence a bit that this is just part of the process. Okay, so let me dive in. Walt Disney was fired early on in his career because his editor felt he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. Thomas Edison was told by his teachers he was too stupid to learn anything. Albert Einstein as a child didn't start speaking until he was four, reading until he was seven and was thought to be mentally handicapped. Dr. Seuss, the much loved children's author, had his first book rejected by 27 different publishers. Oprah Winfrey was fired from her first TV job as an anchor in Baltimore. Again, she was told she didn't have what it took to be on TV. Stephen King had his first book rejected 30 times. Elvis Presley was fired after his first performance. And then a couple of quotes. Michael Jordan says, I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I have been entrusted to take the game-winning shot. And I missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter series says, It is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all, in which case you fail by default. In my coaching, I like to say when you don't do anything, when you don't put your butt on the line, right, you don't go out there and try, you kind of fail ahead of time. You fail your dreams ahead of time because you're too cautious. You're withholding and therefore not taking the action at all. And because you're not taking the actions, you're also not creating the results. So if you, for example, think about increasing your visibility or going for that next promotion, if you hold yourself back and you don't ask or you don't step up, you don't, like I said, put your butt on the line, you probably will not get that promotion or not get that pay rise because you never stepped in the conversation and advocated on your behalf, made that case. So by not doing that, you're failing ahead of time. And that's not what I want you to do as a listener of this podcast and with this particular episode, I want to inspire and motivate you to really go all in, to give it your best and to get back up when things get tough, when it's challenging for you, when you feel like you made a big mistake, there's a huge obstacle that you're dealing with or that you're failing someone on your team or you're failing as a leader overall. This is one of those things that when I'm on a call with a potential new client and they tell me um, some of the struggles that they're going through and they're in that state and they start to doubt themselves and, and they wonder if they're really supposed to be a leader or if that's just not in their cards. And that's what gives me so much passion and purpose to step in and to let them see the bigger picture, to see that because they failed once or they have this challenge That is not defining them. It's how they respond to that challenge that defines them. So please hear me if this is you dealing with something challenging right now. It is about what you do next. So let me introduce the two terms. There's the failing backwards. Which means that when we fail once, we then start to expect to continuously fail and we are being limited. We basically say, I'm a failure or I'm not supposed to be in a leadership role. I'm not good at this. And so we quit. So then we give up and we hold ourselves back. On the other side, failing forward means that we see failure as part of the process, Just like all these successful, famous people that I just listed earlier on. Which, by the way, that list is endless. And so they all saw failure as part of the process. And they continue to believe in themselves. And this belief and your confidence is, by the way, one of the assets. Like one of your professional assets that I want you to hang on so tight. This is something to protect so tightly in order to reach your fullest potential in your career with failing forward by the way we also then take new risks we try new things we just say well this thing failed or I failed doing xyz but there are 10 other things I could be doing right so let me just move on and try the next thing it also means that the self-talk is compassionate we're not saying oh how could you? How dumb of you? You're so stupid. I can't believe you really did that or I can't believe you really said that. Why aren't you ever learning a lesson here? And I'm, by the way, not exaggerating, right? So many of you can relate to exactly those kind of sentences that are going on in our heads when we fail, but that is failing backward. Because you are then reinforcing in your brain that belief that, taking a risk and sort of leaning in and putting your butt on the line was a bad idea because it created these negative emotions afterwards. So the brain will connect the behavior with that bad negative result and will next time around tell you all the things why you shouldn't take the risk anymore, why you shouldn't go for the opportunity, shouldn't step out there, shouldn't speak up. Instead, We want to be kind to ourselves, talk to ourselves like we would to our best friend, not our enemy. We want to say, listen, you did your best in the moment. You didn't mean to hurt anyone and you tried. I understand. Look, you're carrying a lot. And this is a place where you still got more learning to do. And that is okay. You are already good enough. This is simply an opportunity to learn. It does not define you. So being compassionate with yourself about this. Failing forward also means to persevere and to learn from this. For example, I had a really difficult morning with my kids last week. And after that, I look back and I knew this was not a good parenting moment. I did not show up the way that I want to show up. I was not at my best. I was probably at my worst in that moment. And instead of shaming myself and the self-loathing I looked at this as this huge opportunity for me to self-reflect to find strategies that if I get triggered again in that way that I have a tool ready to use to calm down to compose myself and to react and respond the way that I intend to that I plan to that I want and desire to so this was simply there was a gap there was something that I wasn't aware of before I was a little bit blindsided. And I don't just let that go by. I also don't make this mean that I'm a bad parent. In fact, I think you know what? You're a great parent and you're a parent who has to learn new things every single day. And then I go back and I look at, okay, what would I do differently next time? What do I need to practice because of this mistake? So persevering in it, compassionate self-talk, it is this thing failed, I failed in a moment, but I'm not a failure. I see failing and stumbling as part of the process. Ultimately, if you think about it, these it is through failing that we have these growth spurts. Because if we do things and they're successful, we kind of just get validated that what we are doing and what we're thinking and our expertise or our approach or our behavior is already working. So we get affirmed which is great we don't learn anything new think about that we got this kind of backwards because in school it was all about being successful don't fail but when you look at when is it in life that you've grown the most what situations this year last year over the last five years were a catalyst for you to grow personally or professionally I bet that it was failure, it was a mistake, it was an obstacle, it was a challenge. Those are the things that drive growth. It is not the successes. And when we start to shift our mindset and we see that failures and mistakes and obstacles are, are actually a beautiful opportunity for us to grow and learn something new. And that these failures don't define us so much more is possible for you in your career and in your life really and another thing that's kind of fun to consider is that when we were tiny and we learned to walk we didn't one day get up and think oh i'm gonna walk and then when i fall down on my butt i guess i can't walk right i might have to crawl for the rest of my life that's not what babies do They get up, they fall down, they get back up, and they fall back down. And all of us, parents, friends, family members, we cheer them on. We say, get back up, get back up, try again. Yay, you did one more step. And then they fall and you're like, get back up. And we see it as the most natural thing for that baby to start learning how to walk by falling down over and over and over again. But by persevering, we never think, oh, they landed in their, well, it's not in their cards to be walking. That would never, ever occur to us, right? But somewhere along the way, as we grew up, we started thinking that failure is a sign that we can't do something, that it's not in our cards. I'm not good at this, so I just stopped trying. I kind of, I can't do this. For some people, this is, I'm just not good at math, or I don't like spreadsheets, or I'm just not good with this. Why would I say that? I've never practiced this skill. So notice when you say things such as, I'm just not good with finances or I'm just not good with math or with spreadsheets or I'm just not good with technology or I'm just not good with a lot of people or, or with relationship building and all that stuff. Or maybe you say, I'm just not good at sales. Or maybe you say, I'm just not good at negotiating or I'm not good at advocating for myself and I, I can't do it. Where is this coming from? The chances are that you did it once and it didn't work and then you made that mean you can't do it and then you stopped practicing it. And of course, because you stopped practicing it, you never trained that skill. But at some point, there was an opportunity for you to keep at it, to keep practicing it. And I'm not saying we don't have different talents or natural affinities to be better with math or with languages and so forth. That's not what I'm saying. But we humans, we make that way more than it needs to be. And I personally, I always used to say, I'm just not a creative person or I'm just not good with like visual spaces. I I can't do interior design. I I have to look at catalogs. I I don't get it. Why would I say that? That is so limiting. It's limiting for me. And then once I heard my kids listening to it and picking it up and telling me, why do you say that? You always tell me I shouldn't say that. And I realized, oh my God, my kids are so right. Why do I believe that I am not creative or artsy or that I don't have a good sense for visual space? Somewhere along the way, something happened and I looked at this situation or in... Or in my case, I think it had to do with an art teacher and the feedback I got about my art. And I made that mean I'm not a creative person. I don't have a good sense of the visual space. And from that day on, I stopped really practicing it because I made that my identity. And of course, if I'm not practicing, I'm not getting any better at it. And then I make that mean that I can't do it. Cannot do it versus haven't been practicing it so far it's very different because that second one actually allows me the opportunity to start practicing I could start painting I can start doing interior design kind of things because now I start believing I can learn this skill it goes back to a growth mindset this is really sneaky it's hard to identify but I want you to see where is it that you say I'm just not good at those are places where you're going to start questioning If this is really true and look a bit closer, if there was moments back in time when you you failed at something and you made that mean you're not good at it. And now to bring it back to right now. So when you're dealing with obstacles, be this right now or inevitably sometime in the future, you're failing at what you've set out to do. Please keep this in mind. It is what you make that mean that either sets you back and limits your potential or sets you up for future success and expands your potential. This is huge and it can really have this ripple effect in so many aspects of your life and your career, which is, by the way, also one reason why I think having a coach, be it as a life coach or a leadership coach, is so beneficial with a huge ROI because your coach will identify when you limit yourself and is able to help you overcome that and see the potential that's actually there. It's also your coach who will hold up the mirror to make sure that you see what other people can see. To help you protect the belief in yourself and your confidence. So that you can go out there and fail forward. Not fail backward or fail ahead of time, but fail forward because you're willing to put your butt on the line to take the risks Because you realize that that is part of the process and that is how you achieve success. Because just like Michael Jordan said, I have failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. That is what I got for you today. If you found this podcast helpful and inspiring and you want someone else to hear this message too, make a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me at ramona.shaw.leadership or send the link to a friend who needs to hear this message right now. I so appreciate it and I appreciate you and I talk to you again next week. Take care. Bye bye. If you love this show, then you'll love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at ramonashaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.